Nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring today. Robert Half is here to help. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. If you're at a Super Bowl party this weekend and see folks staring at their phones more than usual, they're not just being rude. They might also be making money, or at least trying. In more and more states, online sports betting is becoming legal, and it could forever change how we view sports. I'm Alex Yule. This week on The Readback, I'm joined by Barron's Andrew Barry. Andrew, you had a fun trip this weekend. Tell us about it. Well, I went down to Atlantic City with my two daughters to check out the Ocean Resort Casino down there, which has the nicest sports book in Atlantic City. On the slant, and it doesn't matter that receivers collided because... People come in particular for NFL football games. When we were there, there was basically a big UFC fight, which basically packed the place on Saturday night. Nice, watching people just beat each other to death. Yeah, I mean, Conor McGregor has a huge fan base, and he won in about 40 seconds. It was a big event for the sports book at the Ocean Resort. How does it feel when you go from kind of the blackjack area these days into the sports book? Well, sports books have kind of a grungy reputation, but basically they've been trying to upgrade them to make them more amenable. This sports book actually has three sky boxes where you can watch games on big screen TVs and kind of experience football or whatever sport you want. It's a spiffy place and basically is representative of the growth in sports gambling now in this country. Breaking news to Supreme Court this morning, striking down the federal ban on sports betting. I think a couple years ago, it wasn't expected that the Supreme Court would even hear that case. And then it wasn't expected that New Jersey, which brought the case, would prevail. A big win for the state of New Jersey, who brought this lawsuit that could have some very big implications for states nationwide. All right, so... I'm fascinated by sports betting. I mean, it really has a very controversial history in our country, at least. And I mean, I think one of the most important dates in sports is still 1919. But there was a team no one could beat. The true story of the team they called the Black Sox and the scandal that broke the heart of a nation. Any bet against my Sox this series is a sucker bet. A lot of people remember is when bettors paid the Chicago White Sox to basically throw the World Series. I feel like we've been dealing with that aftermath for a century, but now something's changed. Well, what happened was the Supreme Court two years ago struck down a federal law that effectively bans sports gambling in this country. So now it's up to the different states to determine if they want to allow it. And as of now, about 20 states have legalized sports gambling uh, in their states. And so come this year, you're going to see a lot more interest and a lot more activity and a lot more attention being paid to the area. Why do they now want to rush into this? Well, states see an opportunity. Right now, it's estimated that the amount of illegal sports gambling activity in this country is around $150 billion a year. And most of that is being done through offshore online sports gambling sites as well as, you know, traditional bookies. Many states have budget deficits, and they feel this is an interesting and good source of revenue. 
Okay, so states are rushing in to, to, to basically legalize sports betting. New Jersey, where you were for Atlantic City, is one of them, right? New Jersey is the epicenter now of legalized sports gambling in this country. It was one of the first states to legalize sports gambling after the Supreme Court decision in 2018, and it's become the most competitive and most developed market, particularly for online sports betting, which is the, becoming the dominant form of, of sports gambling right now. It's not people going to a sports book or going to a casino and putting bets there. It's actually betting online, particularly on mobile phones. And there's a big market share war right now going on in New Jersey. And if you commute on any of the trains or you, you see advertisements, they're all over the place. How much is being bet on sports right now? And where do we think it's kind of, what, what's the size of the market, really? Well, I mean, during 2019, the revenue for sports betting for the industry was about a billion dollars. And you have to multiply that by about 15 or so to get the amount of actual wagers. So it's about $15 billion worth of legal wagers in this country last year because the revenue number is basically a profit number and the profit margin in the industry around 7%. So $15 billion but we've said about $150 billion is currently being done illegally. Is that the market, basically? Yeah, I mean, the market opportunity is probably $150 billion or more. And right now, maybe 10% or so of it is being done legally. The reason for that it's relatively small is that most of the big states in this country by population have not legalized sports betting yet in any major way. I mean, it's illegal right now in California, Texas, and Florida. And it's only available in New York at four upstate casinos. It's not available online. But if I'm in the, the betting mecca of New Jersey... Am I now still going to the casino or am I more likely to use newer technologies to make these bets? You're likely to basically be betting on your mobile phone. In New Jersey, there was about $4.5 billion of bets placed last year on sports, and about 85% of that was done online, and most of that was mobile. Mobile phones are basically disrupting the way sports betting has been done. It used to be done physically. You would actually hand money to a bookie. But now, basically, people do it on their mobile phones. Wow. So this weekend, the Super Bowl is coming up. If I'm in New Jersey, there's not going to be any issue with me betting on the game from my couch on my phone. Exactly. I mean, you'll be able to bet on the game and a multitude of other what they call prop bets, which are related bets on the game. And what app am I actually going to be on to do this? Right now, there are about 15 operators in New Jersey that offer sports betting legally. The two top companies are FanDuel and DraftKings, which have been the leaders in fantasy sports. Fantasy sports being sort of this the games that don't necessarily involve money, where I pick my teams and they win or lose based on the real players' performance. Exactly. They have pools every week, real money pools, where people can essentially put money into pools and basically get payoff based on how well their teams do that they draft every okay. week. But unlike gambling, those were considered games of skill, right? Right. They're, they're widely legal in this country, okay. fantasy sports, and DraftKings and FanDuel are the dominant players. And what they've been able to do, they're the leaders now in New Jersey, they've been able to leverage their strength and their relationship with fantasy players, particularly fantasy football players, to migrate them to sports betting accounts. And basically, they now have about 75% of the online market share in New Jersey. Those two companies Those alone. Those two companies alone. And so basically, they're telling fantasy sports players, put your money where your mouth is. Exactly. I mean, many fantasy sports players are inclined to bet anyhow. And so th this gives them an opportunity to do something they may be doing anyhow. So here we had these casinos, which for a century have been the major players in betting now just being kind of pushed away by these upstarts. Right. I mean, it threatens to disrupt the casino industry. And the casino industry is very interested 
in attracting sports bettors because it's a younger demographic and many of the uh, casino existing customers who play slots and play table games tend to be older. So it's viewed as being an important uh, way to reach this new demographic. I want to get back to the importance of technology here a little bit because obviously mobile phones have changed everything everywhere. Now they're really about to change how we bet on sports too in the U.S., well, I mean, pe- people traditionally think of sports betting as betting on the outcome of the game before it begins. But in the in Europe, in the UK, more than half of all the bets are in-game bets, which are basically bets placed during the game, during the match. Oh, that is magnificent. 40, 13. In the UK, the second most popular sport is tennis, which is not what many people would expect. But because of the stops and starts during play, which allow people to bet during the match, it's very popular. Number two to soccer. So I'm betting on who's going to win the next serve? You could almost do that. There's a latency issue, meaning there's a time gap between the event happens on the field when you actually see it on TV. But people are often betting on who's going to win the game, who's going to win the set, individual match. And let's say there's a match between Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal. After the first set, you might want to bet on uh, who's going to win the match at that point. If Federer goes up two sets to love and you think Nadal's going to come back and win, you can basically bet Nadal to win or else you can bet Federer to win. They even allow you to cash in bets that you made before the match, during the match. And so this has been enabled by technology because you have technology companies that are basically crunching historical data on football or on tennis, using algorithms to try to crunch odds in real time in terms of what the ultimate outcome of the game might be at a particular point in the game. And that happened in the recent NFC championship game in the, in the NFL playoffs? San Francisco went up 27 nothing at halftime. It looked like a total blowout, but if you, at that point, if you wanted to bet on Green Bay to win, you would have gotten 30 to 1 odds. And so that kind of made it an interesting potential bet. There must have been some people who wanted to take that bet. Some people took that bet, and actually, toward the end of the game, there was actually a, a slim chance that Green Bay actually might move to tie it. So this is really changing sports. What's the big picture here? Well, the, the big picture is is that Sports broadcasters, let's say CBS and Fox, which broadcast the NFL football games on Sunday, are hoping that increased sports gambling will basically result in higher engagement of viewers during the broadcast. You're going to get not only more of them, but they'll be watching longer and with more interest because of sports betting. And also, the companies are hoping that There'll be increased advertising from sports betting companies during the games. And right now that's relatively limited because sports betting is not widespread in this country legally. But that could be another big source of advertising revenue for sports broadcasters. And unlike so much of what happens on a mobile phone, which usually doesn't care where in the world I am, sports betting actually comes down very much to my physical location. That's right. You actually have to be physically present in the state where sports betting is legal to place a bet on your mobile phone. You can't do it from outside the state. And they're actually tracking me. If you want to open an account with a sports betting company online, you have to download a geo-tracker, which basically tells them your location. And if you're basically not in the state, you cannot place a bet. There's a push to legalize online betting in New York, partly because 
New York is suffering a leakage of bettors to New Jersey who are literally crossing the Hudson River by train or by car to go to New Jersey to be physically present to bet. It's been estimated as much as 25% of the bettors in New Jersey actually come from New York State. This is really a good reason to go to New Jersey. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's, uh... But you talk about in your story the fact that there are other hurdles here, one of which is that the banks aren't fully on board with the whole financial model around sports betting. If you want to open an online sports gambling account at, let's say, at FanDuel or DraftKings. In New Jersey, where it's legal. Where it's legal in New Jersey. It's easy to open the account. The problem is actually funding it. Right now, the, the banks generally will not let you fund it with a debit card or a credit card. So how do you do it? Go to your bank, pay them what could be 25 or $35 to literally wire money from your bank account to the bank account of the sports betting company. Wow. And of course, that's like the opposite of what we expect from our mobile phones, where with Apple Pay, PayPal Square, all these things, it's like usually the push of a button and boom, you've paid for something. This is almost like turning the clock way back. You're, you're turning the clock way back. And, and the banks are understandably reluctant to get involved with sports gambling. I mean, there's still a stigma attached to it. They're still concerned about it. And I think that it's probably for the good that it's not so easy to fund your account because I think that would really make people uh, go go wild potentially in terms of betting if they could basically be downloading uh, at, at the touch of a button more money into their accounts. Right. Well, I got to say, I mean, I have huge reservations here. I'm a big sports fan. I love sports, and maybe I'm sounding too prudish, but I love sports for being sports. I mean, once we bring betting into this, it's going to change really everything. And, and, I, and I really worry about the corrosive effect of, of why people are betting, and, and obviously gambling is a problem for a lot of people. How does this play out? I mean, these are real issues, and there could be a backlash against sports gambling if you see, you know, scandals erupt involving uh, gamblers and, you know, players in, in sporting events. And uh, you could have, a, I mean, and you probably will see an increased problem with gambling addiction. Right now on the betting sites, you basically see at the literally at the bottom of every yeah. page, you can call for if you have a gambling addiction. I mean, they recognize it. And uh, so it, it's likely to become a larger problem. So where do you think we are with sports betting in five years, Andrew? I mean, now there are, about, there are 20 states that are legal. I think in five years, you could have 35 states legal with most of the major states in the country having legalized online sports betting. It's going to be um, much more pervasive, and you'll be hearing a lot more about it in the coming years. And do you think that most places, is it now kind of a foregone conclusion that if it's legal, it will be legal at both casinos and on your phone? I believe it will be. I just think there's too much pressure to basically legalize online sports betting. It's happening anyhow illegally. And I think uh, states want to tax it. They want the revenues. And I think the casino industry will be, will be pushing for it. And I think the uh, traditional reluctance to get involved in sports betting is breaking down. And I think uh, that's going to make it easier for this trend to continue to develop. All right. Well, uh, good luck this weekend with your Super Bowl bets, and we'll check in with you on this again soon. Thanks, Andrew. Glad to be here. To read Andrew's cover story on sports betting, check out the latest issue of Barron's or, as always, Barron's.com. I'm Alex Yule. The show is produced by Meta Lutzhoft. The Readback will return next Wednesday.
This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at viking.com.